Welcome back to the show. Today is Wednesday, June 23rd, and we've got a pretty short show today. Not much, really, to recap. Just two days of action, Monday and Tuesday. Um, One NBA game, and then two NHL playoff games. Then we got some NBA draft lottery. We've got a little bit of MLB news. Really not much to talk about, but let's get into it either way. We start with NHL. Um, We start with Monday night game. Um, and one that I have to say, very, very unfortunately, I did not get to watch at all. Um, of course, I'm talking about the Lightning beating the Islanders 8-0. to This was Game 5, and now the Lightning lead 3-2 to in the series. Man, uh, I took a nap during this game. That was my choice of what to do instead, and this is how it works out for me. I miss a game that I would so much rather have seen than taken a nap. Um, for the record, the nap was good. Yes, thank you for asking the two people who watched that or watched this, if there's even that many people. Um, Steven Stamkos got his first of two goals only 45 seconds into the game, um, and you could kind of see at that point that the, the Islanders weren't going to be that Islanders team for the rest of the game. They it's just man, it tough game for them. Kind of just one that you brush off and have to move past because when you lose by eight goals, um, what else do you do? You can't <laughs> you can't make any excuses because it's just not possible. Um, I think at this point, if the Lightning lose a game in the playoffs it's just 110% they're going to win the next game. And the the past records back me up because since the start of the playoffs last year, they have a 13-0 record since being in that situation, right? They lose a game, and the next game, they're 13-0 in. They haven't lost a game where they've lost the previous game. And that I think that speaks for itself. It's impressive. It's kind of you ignite the fire inside Tampa they get to be real Tampa instead of just I don't know they they tend to like they're almost like water in a weird container just like it fits the container how the container is it doesn't really expand past the container right and they're not going to expand past the competition most of the time they just play to the level of the competition even when they have this level inside of them um Andre Vasilevsky, obviously good. He is good. That's not... We're not doubting that. Um, But he didn't get really many challenges that night. Um, He did have 1,000 save percentage, so that's going to be good either way. Um, And then I guess you can't really talk about the Islanders very much at all. Because at all the stats, Tampa Bay looked better. Um, Tampa shot the puck... 42 times, which was double the amount that the Islanders shot the puck. Um, And the Islanders also had double, well, more than double the penalty minutes of the Lightning. The Islanders had whopping 57 penalty minutes, and the the Lightning only had 28. Again, it's just one of the situations that when they're going to dominate the game, they're going to do it fully, and that's exactly what they did. Um, Like I said earlier, it's going to when the 
Lightning actually choose to show up, they can beat any team in the league like this. That's how good they are. They've got ridiculous depth. They've got everything you need. They've got a goalie who can have games like this on the regular. And sometimes they just, it's almost like they choose not to do this or that they forget that they can actually do this. Um, but th that's what they did tonight. And game six goes back to New York. And then game seven, if it's needed, goes back to Tampa Bay. I still think, despite this, I think this is just one of those anomaly games where the Islanders just kind of fell apart at the seams. But you can't really take it take it as it looks because it looks a lot worse than I think it actually was. Eight to zero is going to be awful either way. You can't really make excuses for the for the Islanders, but at the same time, we all know they're a better team than that. Um, let's see, Stamkos had two goals, Kalorn had two goals, Braden Point, um, continues his ridiculous form, I think that's his 13th point, or, it's either his 13th point or 13th goal this postseason, um, an 8th straight game with a goal, Kucherov, like I said last week or the week before, he is the best passer in the NHL, and he backed me up with that, he had three assists, eight he's just he's really good and he sees the game like no one else sees it he has the puck skills that no one else has puck handling skills like no one else has and the passing skills that no one else has he's just that dude third star of the game was Andre Vasilevsky for Tampa Bay 21 saves 1000 save percentage second star Alex Kalorn two goals and one assist and then first star Steven Stamkos two goals and one assist of course tonight we also saw Another hockey game. They're just coming thick and fast at this point. But in a reasonable amount of games and time. I'm almost thinking like the first round, second round of the playoffs, when you have like these back-to-back -back games every day, it gets to be a bit much. Like if you have something to do on one day and you can't watch one game, all of a sudden you're behind one game. And then you have to catch up and it just, it almost gets overwhelming. And then you realize that it's, it's you're you're recording playoff hockey and you don't necessarily have to watch all of them but then the voice in the back of your head says no you have to watch all of them and then it's just a whole big deal but now it's two games over two days usually we get a rest day as well every once in a while um and in this game this was certainly surprising at least to me canadians beat the golden knights four to one um the canadians lead the series three to two now heading back to montreal and I think this series could actually very much so be over. Carey Price is playing out of his mind recently. And when you have the combination on Montreal of Carey Price playing amazing, the Montreal offense actually like supporting him on the offensive side and the defense like truly doing what they're meant to do and smothering the offense of the other team, you're going to be unsu- And that sounds so no-duh, because when you have all of the factors of your team doing well, you're going to win the game. Yeah, but also, you see Vegas flood the net with goal, or shots, rather, a lot of the time. And every once in a while, one of those is bound to go in, because despite how great Carey Price is, He's not going to stop all of them. They kind of tried that again this game, but just got off less shots. Um, they tried that for the past two games. Obviously, the game before, uh, game four, 
went their way, but then game three didn't. Game three, they had like 40-something shots. Game four, they lessened that like 28 shots, and then they won that. But their big way that they do it is to get those big shots, those quality shots, um, or just quantity of shots. And in this game, they couldn't do either of that. They had 26 shots, or 27 shots rather, but none of them except for the goal really i guess there were a couple but not many of them looked very threatening at all and maybe that's because carry price is just actually really playing well right now or maybe that's because the montreal defense actually locked down the likes of patcheretti um stone right like these guys have been silent and i don't know where they went but their team needs them they're about to lose to the canadians who's part of the North Division that everyone's been roasting this whole year. Everyone's been saying the Canadian teams are awful, but they're about to lose to them. You're going back to Montreal down a game. It's a must-win game. I feel like that's very tough. Um, I don't feel like that's very tough. That is very tough, period, for any team. I think it was a mistake. It's easy now to look at it and say it's a mistake to put it put Marc-Andre Fleury back in the net after Leonard did so good but that is possibly the toughest decision that a coach has to make because Leonard did great in game four obviously only let up one goal and then that's the hardest situation he's put in because if Leonard does bad it's quite easy being down 3-1 to say yeah we're just gonna put Marc-Andre Fleury back in and hope for the best but since Leonard did good, it's kind of like you don't know what to do. Do you put Marc-Andre Fleury back in the net because it was kind of just a rest day for Leonard or for Fleury to get his mental back in there? That's what the Golden Knights decided to do. I think it would have been wise maybe to ride out Leonard see how far he could take you. Because after Game 4, after Leonard does great, um, only lets in one goal, Marc-Andre Fleury is coming off a bad performance in Game 3. You kind of just have to take these guys based on their last performance. And Leonard's last performance is good, and Fleury's last performance is bad. And obviously, they're not going to be able to change their last performance if they never play. But tied 2-2, I think you have another game where you can afford to play Leonard. And if he starts doing bad, then bring Fleury in off the bench. But I think starting Flurry was the mistake. He had like an 880 save percentage this game. Just not fantastic at all. And not at any point did they decide that they might want to bring in Leonard. Um, I think you could blame the Vegas offense for not getting the chances they need. But again, like I said, give kudos to the to the Canadiens defense because they are they played well here. I They smothered well. They covered all their angles. They covered... The angles that Carey Price needed them to cover, and then the, co- the angles that they couldn't cover, Carey Price had those locked down. Obviously, one goal slips in, but that's I think that's as much as you can ask from Carey Price. And then, I don't know what to say about the Vegas defense, because they look like Swiss cheese. You can blame some of the goals on Flurry because he's just not doing great, and like I said, he probably shouldn't be in the net, but his defense isn't doing him favors. Um, 
a bad defense plus a goalie who's kind of in his own head, I think that's just recipe for disaster. They might lose the series in six. Third star, Max Pacioretty for Vegas, one goal. Second star, Nick Suzuki. Interesting there, right? The whole trade, Suzuki and Pacioretty. Also, Montreal or... What? what who am I saying? Yeah, Montreal hates Pacioretty now. They, like, completely. Um, but second star, Nick Suzuki. Montreal, a goal and two assists. And then first star, obviously, Carey Price. 26 saves, 963 save percentage. Um... He's playing out of his mind. If he can keep this up, they might be a real threat to whoever they play next. Because I think they're I think this series against the Golden Knights is done, and that's ridiculous to say. They just run through everyone right now. They ran through the Maple Leafs, they ran through the Jets, they didn't necessarily run through the Golden Knights, but they're doing a lot better than people expected. I for one had like the Golden Knights in five. And then for the Canadians to be up after five, I think that says enough. Um, moving on to the playoffs, we didn't have games on the 21st, but we did have one today. Um, Suns and Clippers game two. Suns 104, Clippers 103. This was ridiculous. Um, I'm going to be honest and say I wasn't quite entertained by the game as a whole, um, but the ending of it definitely made up for that uh ridiculous play sun's down by one with 0.9 seconds left jay crowder passes it in to deandre ayton it was like a alley-oop to deandre ayton from the baseline deandre ayton puts it in um it counts they review it right then you bear you don't have any time after that after that so sun's end up winning by one and now lead the series to zero um like i said before it wasn't, I didn't necessarily enjoy the game a whole lot. Um, no one had a really standout game. Paul George, I, I'm still going to, I think we just need to completely change tack and just start giving Paul George all the respect he needs because he didn't have a fantastic game, right? 26 points and then one for eight from three. But again, no one had a fantastic game. Devin Booker had 20, Campaign and DeAndre Ayton 29 and 24 respectively, and then 8 and 14 rebounds as well. Um, I think this is, it. I don't know. I just, I definitely wouldn't like record this game and go back and watch it. It just wasn't that sort of game. It was kind of just one of those filler games. I don't, uh, which is weird to say in the Western Conference Finals, but I just didn't. It was all right, um, and I think the Suns have finally realized what the Jazz couldn't. Um, you have Zubak as your best, your best uh, like big defender, and the Suns realized, hey, this is the deal. Maybe we should go at him with DeAndre and this guy who's clearly better than him. Um, so they did that. Aiton scored twenty four, obviously, like I just said, uh, twelve for fifteen shooting and that uh i mean i think that says enough right zubat can't really guard him um tw 24 points shooting like that that's great i think that just keep feeding him until people decide to fully guard Aiden like he needs to be guarded um the shooting in the game wasn't spectacular phoenix shot 23 percent from three and the clippers shot 38 percent from three um 
And like I said, the game was just alright, but I also don't want to downplay that play at the end of the game because it was really impressive. Um, I've been watching replays a whole bunch. Awesome play. I think one of the better plays that I've seen in playoff recent playoff memory. Um, which is odd, right? Because you don't have many plays. Obviously, the Kawhi play. But you don't have many of those plays where it's like iconic in a, a series that isn't the finals. Um, so maybe I maybe we saw another one added to the repertoire. Um, and I just thought in my head as it happened, it, this is one of those plays that you just you try to do in 2K at least five times, and then it doesn't work at all, and it just goes off the back of the backboard. And then it's just like, why do I even try never trying that again? And then it works in real life. Um, so th- that happened, I guess. Go watch a replay. It was sick. Suns lead 2-0 in the Western Conference Finals and should get Chris Paul back for Game 3. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, we're going into the draft lottery because that was tonight. And full results of that will start from 14th, go up to 1st, Golden State Warriors in 14th, 13th, the Pacers, 12th, the Spurs, 11th, the Hornets, 10th, the Pelicans, 9th, the Kings, 8th, the Orlando Magic, 7, the Golden State Warriors, 6, the Thunder again, 5th, Orlando Magic, 4th, the Raptors, 3rd, the Cavaliers, 2nd, the Rockets, and 1st, the Pistons. Also, I said the Thunder again. I didn't mean to say the Thunder again. I meant to say the Warriors again. Ugh. Um, and I mean, I don't really have much to say about it. It's kind of like, I don't... It, the only people who have a lot to say about it are the people who really don't have much to talk about. And I guess I don't have much to talk about on this podcast, but I'm not that desperate that I'm going to start arguing based on a draft lottery. Um, I will say the Magic and the Warriors stand out to me because both of them have two lottery picks, which is huge. I think for the Magic, it's going to mean less recent term. Also, they haven't done a huge the great job of drafting so it might not do much either um but the warriors this could be huge for them obviously missing clay this year um trying to figure it all out they obviously still have draymond what i forget what the contract situation is for draymond but they have draymond james wiseman clay and steph theoretically next year I think Clay, steph and draymond are great they've proven themselves and then james wiseman i think a lot of people hate but I think he's going to break out next year, and I think this could be a serious team, whether they add some young talent or then they or if they use the picks for trades, right? Because you have the you have the seventh and the fourteenth pick. That's some really good collateral for a good guy to get on your team. And Steph and Clay aren't getting any younger. They're old, not old guys. Obviously, they're older guys, and maybe they don't want to just stick with the young kids. Because they want to go to the finals again. They want to win again. Um, Again, we'll see this more as it gets closer to the draft. Because this has fully turned into speculation season. Where everyone's doing mock drafts. Everyone's figuring out where anyone's going to go. And then on the day of the draft, none of that happens. And then we're like, oh yeah, we expected that to happen. Not really. But I guess it's just for the memes. Um... And then a mock draft to go along with those top 14. 
I got this one from Sports Illustrated. So basically, if it's bad, um, don't blame me. They have number one, Cade Cunningham going to the Pistons, guard from Oklahoma State. I think, yeah, kind of believable. Number two, Evan Mobley, forward center from USC going to the Rockets. And I like I like the idea of Evan Mobley and Kevin Porter Jr. I don't know what it is, right? The USC guys, both USC guys, so that might be it. But it, the way they play excites me, and I think if they could be together, that could be dangerous. Um, but also, as good as Evan Mobley is, the Rockets might decide, hey, yeah, maybe we need Jalen Green instead. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Speaking of Jalen Green, Cavaliers... Um, third pick, take him, shooting guard from the G League. Fourth pick, the Raptors take Jalen Suggs, guard from Gonzaga. Fifth pick, Magic, take Jonathan uh, Kuminga, right forward from the G League. Couldn't say his name to save my life. Um, Sixth, the Thunder take Scotty Barnes, forward from Florida State. This is an interesting one um, for the Thunder because it's kind of a drop-off from the top five to below that. But I think... Davion Mitchell, who the mock draft has going to the Warriors at 7, right, the guard from Baylor. I think it would, might be likely, I don't want to say would, um, might be likely that the Thunder take him because he's a good player. And I think some guys think he's better than Scotty Barnes. I think he's better than Scotty Barnes. But right, guard forward, it's just that whole deal. Um, And then 8, the Magic take James Boonite from a uh, shooting guard Yukon 9 Kings take Franz Wagner Wagner forward from Michigan 10 the Pelicans take Keon Johnson shooting guard from Tennessee 11 um 11 the Hornets take Corey Kispert uh, small forward from Gonzaga and as soon as I read this I kind of got excited just the idea of Corey Kispert and LaMelo Ball running around shooting crazy but also, Corey Kisper is almost a bit of a push. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about him in the NBA. I feel like it's going to be Trey Young in his first year, just taking all the shots that he wanted, and he kind of has to learn that he can't just be taking those shots crazy um, because he's not going to make all of them, and they're not going to put up with that in the NBA. Um, I could see him being a really good catch-and-shoot guy his first year, depending on who his coach is, depending on how much they put the put the hammer down. In 12th, they have the Spurs taking Alperen Sengun, um, forward or center from Basquitas. 13th, the Pacers take Josh Giddy, guard from Australia. And then 14th, they have the Warriors again taking Jalen Johnson, forward from Duke. And I think, again, I think too much, um, but I know sports. Or I don't know sports, or at this point, who really knows? I don't even think I do. Um, but I think Jalen Johnson might be like less potential, less I don't know overall talent than is worth it for the 14th pick. I think he's a good player, but I think like Davion Mitchell at seven is a really good pick for the Warriors so they should keep that seventh pick unless they can't get Davion Mitchell or someone like above him right if like someone like Jalen Suggs or Kuminga or Jalen Green falls to seven there's no reason not to get them I don't think it will happen 
but if they can't get anyone like that, it might be worth it to trade both the 7th and the 14th, or maybe just the 7th. Um, because I think they keep the 7th if they can get Davion Mitchell, but if they can't trade it, but I think trade the 14th either way, um, because that 7th could give you a good asset, and the 14th, along with something else, could probably also get you a good asset, um, and that might be worth it for the Warriors. So we'll move on to some quick topics. We'll start with some baseball. Um, Wander Franco and Garrett Cole. Wander Franco, I was worried about him. Obviously, he made his MLB debut today. I was worried about all the hype he was getting because we can see it a lot in different sports, how all the hype can like ruin a rookie because it's just like stress, way too much stress. Um, and I'm glad to see that wasn't the case for him. He had a home run in his debut, um, went two for four. He had two runs, a walk, and three RBIs. But then the Rays couldn't pull it out, lost five to nine to the Red Sox. And then Garrett Cole, um, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the Yankees, but I decide that we're just going to laugh at Garrett Cole right now. Um, so yeah, ha. His spin rate's down, his strikeouts are down, um, oddly correlates with the MLB banning sticky substances. That's kind of odd. Interesting how that works, huh? And it's interesting. All of his pitches, every single one, has dropped in spin rate. Um, His recent outing, two outings before this, and they have dropped in spin rate, like, significantly. Like, each pitch is, like, minus 200 revolutions per minute. Um, That's significant, man. That is, that's a lot, um, and for it to drop that much is clearly saying that it's, it was due to sticky substances, so, yeah, that, there's not much more to say there, just laughing at Garrett Cole, everyone take a moment, um, then some basketball, Alex Caruso, <laughs> we'll keep this quick, because, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he was arrested in Texas, arrested and released uh, today, or yesterday, I guess, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, um, for weed possession, um, charged for possession of less than two ounces of marijuana, and I'm just here to report the news. I'm not commenting on it. That just happened. I think this meme of Alex Crusoe is going to stay alive, partially due to this. Um, moving on to some football, Carl Nassib, um, Raiders defensive end, he announced that he was, he came out as gay, um, how long ago, like a day and a half ago now, and he, surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly, I guess, with how toxic of a place it is, he becomes the first active NFL player to do so, and I love how much of, how much support we've seen over the past day and a half, it's really cool to see, um, I have seen some negative stuff about it, just people being idiots about it, which I guess is expected. Unfortunately, that sucks. Um, but I've seen a lot more support than I have negativity, and I'm glad to see that. And then Fanatics, the jersey selling website, has announced that his jersey is the in the last day and a half or so is the top selling jersey on their website. And I guess it's just this is just one of those feel good stories. And I really like to see the support. I hope it stays. I hope it keeps up. Um, 
and if you aren't supporting this uh yeah just take a second to realize where your life went wrong because this is awesome story and there's no reason not to we'll move on to some basketball chris paul um the suns are hopeful that he is returning for game three um it's not 100 percent confirmed but the way the layout and the covid guidelines work especially since he's vaccinated he's got both shots um it he should be good for game three but it's not quite sure and in the world of sports we really don't know whatever's happening he hasn't had symptoms since testing positive obviously because he has vaccine but it's more so just to protect other people going through protocol for the safety of other people and I have a little hot take right here. If Chris Paul comes back for game three and stays back for game four and Kawhi doesn't come back for game three, he can come back for game four if this happens. But if those things happen, I say Suns win in four. Like, and it's part of the meme, obviously, but this Clippers team has shown that they're worse than the Suns, period, um, in pretty much any situation. And if the Suns are getting their guy back and the Clippers aren't, it's kind of wraps for them, to be completely honest. They might they might get one win, but I think it, that's a push, even. We'll move on to this week in sports history on the 21st. We'll just go from 21st to 27th because, yeah, that's this week in sports history. 21st in 2015, Jordan Spieth at age 21 becomes the youngest winner of the men's u.s open since 1923 he beat louis oosthuizen and dustin johnson by one stroke on the 22nd in 1994 ken griffey jr broke babe ruth's record of most home runs by the end of june with 31 that's a lot um shout out to mariners by the way on the 23rd in 2003 barry bonds becomes the first mlb or first player in MLB history with 500 home runs and 500 steals. Um, one of those things that it's like, it should... It's such a rocky subject, such a tentative place to talk about the steroids and such, but surely there shouldn't be an asterisk on that, or at least it should be recognized somewhat. Um, on the 24th in 1947, Jackie Robinson steals home for the first time in his career. Obviously, he'd go on to steal it 18 more times in his MLB career. On the 25th, if anyone remembers this, Luis Suarez bites another player at the 2014 World Cup. Wright would be suspended, right, red card that game, but then ejected for the rest of the World Cup, um, fined a bunch of money. It was a whole big kerfuffle. On the 26th in 2003, LeBron James is drafted as the first pick by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously, we know how that went. And then, on the flip side, on the 27th in 2001, the Washington Wizards selected Kwame Brown with the first overall pick in the 2001 draft. Um, and we all know how that went as well. And then to wrap up the show, I don't have any Cooper's locks today because I don't know anything that's happening tomorrow that I feel confident on. Um, but we did have a pretty good day the other day um, from the Sunday podcast on my locks. So shout out myself because I'm awesome, I guess. Um, let me check that real quick. Uh, I had Islanders versus Lightning, Lightning in regulation. 
obviously that hit because the lightning went ridiculous. North Macedonia versus Netherlands. I had Netherlands minus 1.5. That hit. Astros versus Orioles. Astros money line. That hit. And then Athletics versus Rangers. Athletics money line. That did not hit. And then I also had Clippers versus Suns. Suns minus 6. Suns won but didn't cover. So that did not hit. Overall 3 for 2. I think that would put you up. What? 1, 2, 3. I guess. Up solid 0.7 units yeah always good to be up though i guess seattle sports update it's not a huge amount we'll start with the bad news the storm um uh yeah maybe we just don't talk about this they lost to the mystics 87 to 83 today they came into the game as 13 and a half point favorites um and that didn't happen at all so we'll just move on from that the mariners they're killing it recently they win another game two to one against the rockies shed long another home run right he walked it off against the rays in game four of that series with a grand slam shed long hits a solo go-ahead home run bottom eighth inning that would win the game for them two to one mariners on fire right now mariners gonna win the world series let's go manifest it right now suns in four mariners in four let's go um but that's the podcast for today it wasn't a huge amount there wasn't a huge amount to go over um not a huge amount to talk about um but we did talk about some stuff uh ranted for a little bit because that's what happens on this podcast showed how i don't really know sports um yeah fun time all around have a great rest of your week get through the rest of the work week um, I know it's going to be hot a lot of places this weekend. Drink some water. Go in the water. Um, stay safe. Stay hydrated. Have a great weekend.